Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health Podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be exploring strategies for improving your memory with memory expert Dave Farrow. As you guys will hear, Dave will be sharing a few easy approaches that can help people remember names and faces as well as improve their overall cognitive performance. Dave Farrow will be the guest of Dave Nemo, who will once again be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health. Later in this edition of the podcast, we'll also be talking with you about Healthy Trucking of America and how you can get connected to the information and resources provided through HTA. Right now, it's time to hand it off to Dave Nemo for his feature interview with memory expert Dave Farrow on this edition of the Highway to Health podcast from Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. We are really thrilled to welcome Dave Farrow to the program here this morning. I was kidding around with Dave before we came on because Andre sent me a little note on our call board. He said, you said Dave Foster, not Dave Farrow. Dave asked me if I did that as a joke, and I told him I never do anything funny on purpose. Dave, good morning. Welcome. That's the best line, man. I love it. Thanks very much for having me on the show. (laughs) Well, as Homer Simpson would say, it's funny because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to be on the highway to hell. I wanted to ask you something that I thought was true, and I had seen some things, and maybe we kind of branch out from here. When it comes to memory, it's not that we don't have the information. Everything that we've ever seen or felt or thought or heard is stored in those incredible computers called our brains, but like a computer, you have to know how to get the information out. It's getting the information that we have out. It's not that it's not there anymore or that it disappeared. Is that a valid theory now? I know that kind of floated around for a while. Yeah. So obviously with anything related to the brain, it's more complicated than that. So on one sense, yes, that is true. There's been people who you can take them into regression and remember an amazing amount of information. And there's also little brain hacks that you can do every day to improve your recall. I do them with students and study and things like that. But at the end of the day, though, what we actually know is that the brain is very organic. Sometimes our memories can actually be changed by how we remember them. When we remember them, we can twist them a little bit. Like that's not anything to insult anybody like they're making stuff up. It's actually a function of the brain. The brain is so creative. Sometimes it changes things as it recalls it just because of the energy flowing through there too. So it's not exactly like a computer where it's one digit in, one digit out. It's a little bit more wishy-washy than that, but you can dramatically improve your recall with just a few hacks for sure that's interesting it's almost as if you remember seven details about an incident but they don't gel so your brain kind of wants to form them into a cohesive story maybe and so a few things get changed the truth is there but now it's romanticized or glorified Yeah, there's been studies with eyewitnesses, for example. Somebody comes Mm. in and like starts screaming and stuff, and then they run out of a room, and then scientists come in and go, okay, what pants was he wearing? What shirt was he wearing? That sort of thing. And like they get it wrong so many times because they're focusing on different things. So when they're asked that, they recall it as he's wearing jeans and like a checkerboard shirt or something, but their brain's filling in that blank because your brain has to give you back a full picture. It doesn't have like the 404 can't find the information option. 
So sometimes your brain adds stuff and makes stuff up because you're asking. Now, at other times, though, there is a little trick to improve your recall because that's what the show is about. So if you're blanking out on something, that is, if you have like stress-related memory loss or you're just trying to remember who was the star of some movie or something and you're just drawing a blank, nine times out of ten, that can actually be solved by doing one of two things. The first thing is to physically look up. That means take your eyeballs and kind of roll them up as if you're looking at the sky. Now, if you're driving, be careful. But what we do know is that that is the way that we can direct more energy to the cerebral cortex and the visual centers of the brain. Essentially, it improves your recall tremendously. And it also stops you from stress-related memory loss because when people forget, oftentimes it's because they're stressed out. And your tendency when you're stressed out is to look down. If you force yourself to look up, it actually lowers your stress levels, lowers cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and that improves your recall. For some reason, when we look up, our recall is dramatically improved. People think it's a survival mechanism going back to hunter-gatherer days, that sort of thing. The other thing you can do if you're feeling forgetful, let's say you're trying to look for something specifically like car keys or something like that, ask yourself, it's basically this is a way to get around a mental block. You say, I can't find my car keys, or you think, hey, where are my car keys? And they say, it's in your right-hand pocket. You put your hand in there, it's not there, then you know that that information in your brain is wrong. But every time you say, hey, where are my car keys? Your brain says, right-hand pocket. Car keys, right-hand pocket. And it's a mental block because your brain keeps on telling you the wrong information. It's like the blue jeans and the checkerboard shirt, right? Your brain thinks it's right, but it's wrong. So one of the best ways to get around that is don't ask a direct question, ask an indirect question. So you ask yourself, how many keys do I have on that keychain? What color is the keychain? Where did I get that keychain? And seriously ask yourself like you want to know the answer. Don't just play it like a game. And your brain starts giving you different information because you're asking different questions. Most people find after three or so questions, they remember where the information is because our brain links up sensory information together. In a weird way, if we put our keys down on a coffee table and we have a little blue rabbit's foot on there as a keychain, our brain links the color blue to that coffee table subconsciously. You don't even know it until you say, hey, what color is my keychain? Oh, it's a blue rabbit's foot. And they go, oh, it's on the coffee table. The best way to do that is to kind of ask these indirect questions. And your brain is very, very powerful if you do that. And that's a cool brain hack. That is amazing for a number of reasons. Dave Farrell is with us here this morning. I just wanted to also plug a couple of things, too, because you've got a couple of incredible books and a third one coming out. The two that are out now, you can get them uh, at uh, Amazon, The Usual Suspects. Three Times Your Memory in One Hour and Superhuman Speed Reading. Those are currently available in print, but also on audiobooks at audible.com. And then Brain Hacker, which will help you rewire your brain and boost your brain power, is going to be released a little bit later this year. And that'll be on audio, too. So our audience really loves books, but they really enjoy and can use the audiobooks. Those are kind of graphic audio style as well. I'm a big fan of graphic audio. So they have intros, outros, music things like that, change up the scene every once in a while. It's mostly me talking, but we have a lot of fun stuff in there to make it easier for people. So going back to what color is my keychain to help me mm -hmm. find it, that's not intuitive. That's not something like, well, where do you think you left it? And then you start yeah. asking these unrelated questions. How do you find out stuff like that? Is it just trial and error? How do you make these non sequiturs hook up like that? That's actually a really brilliant question. You're basically saying, how do you make the brain hacks in the first place? How do you figure this stuff out? So I'm not sure if your audience heard, but I'm listed in the Guinness Book of World Records for my memory. That's my claim to fame and my credentials. I'm a two-time Guinness record holder and brain trainer. But when I was a kid, I was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia. And the system was really ineffective for me. And I believed I had to take it upon myself 
to figure out how my brain worked. And I became obsessed with how the brain works, reading everything I could, figuring out everything I could from mentalism to some of these more spiritual things, all the way to hypnosis and speed reading and things like that, and really separating what works from what didn't. And then shortly after that, I started inventing my own techniques. The, the way you make the brain hacks is they're based on what I call axioms. And that is that they are universal principles of the brain. So one of the universal principles of the brain is the mind-body connection. And that's where your posture, your gestures, different movements of your body actually affect your brain and vice versa. So if you're depressed, you look down, you breathe shallowly. If you're happy, you pull your shoulders back and have a pep in your step. And you can make yourself happy by physically imitating that pep in your step, for example. So mm-hmm. that's also where we get the looking up thing. We see thousands of people look up for a second when you ask them directly. And we start saying, hey, I wonder if this actually improves recall and people study it and that's how you figure out it does. Another great axiom is visualization. If you visualize something clearly in your mind's eye, on some level, your brain thinks it actually happened. So one of the ways we use that is to visualize some silly pictures or let's say you forget where you put things. So if you set something down, imagine something crazy happening to it, like it exploding or something like that. Then because visualization is so powerful by visualizing something crazy like an explosion, it sticks in your mind much more. And by doing things like that, you can trick your brain into memorizing thousands of pieces of information. So basically how it starts is we start with kind of a basic principle and then we practice a technique. Trick your brain. That's very interesting because that's more than just a little cliche. It's sort of as if you're having this conversation with your brain. Yeah. Your consciousness is talking to the organ, I guess you might say. Yeah. Our brains are not really good at recall, but there may be actually a survival reason for that. I did a TED Talk on this. After a bit of research, I found out that people with terrible memories were very happy. And it seemed counterintuitive, but it turns out that if you have a bad memory and you forget things, the evolutionary reason for that may be because then we're going to rely on each other more. And there are a handful of people in the world who have a natural, like they're born with it, perfect memory. It's called an eidetic memory or a chronological memory. They're miserable. They're highly depressed. The reason is they never forget something. They never let something go. And letting things go is a very important part of the human experience, whether it's forgiveness or what have you. I think that actually forgetting might be a survival mechanism as much as memory. And people usually think forgetting is the flaw, but it might actually be the feature. So if you know that, then you know that maybe your brain is actually capable of remembering all these things, but it holds back a little bit because if it was perfect, it wouldn't need other people and we wouldn't be a social creature. That's really what I found. I asked myself after doing these techniques, if people are curious, my Guinness record, I memorized the exact order of 59 decks of playing cards all shuffled together, every number and suit from the beginning to the end, 3,068 cards in total. So the fact that that's even possible means that all of our brains are capable of so much more than we give them credit for. So why don't they work better, right? (laughs) It might be this social reason couples, actually, that have been together for a long time, couples in their 70s, for example, individually, they score much more poorly on memory tests, as you'd imagine, than people in their 20s or 30s. But as a couple, they score far better than couples on memory tests in their 20s and 30s. What they do is the information kind of bounces back and forth. They have a conversation. You go, oh, yeah, we went out to the Adirondacks, and you all remember Barbara was there. Oh, yeah, Barbara, and she was wearing this. And the information bounces back and forth between the two of them. They remember the whole pie. 
I've experienced that and do that all the time with my own wife. We're both 73 years old. We've been married 54 years, but I understand exactly where you're coming from. Maybe that's what keeps a marriage together on some level. I mean, if you lose her, you lose your GPS. You got to keep... <laughs> I remember keep her face, but her name just escapes me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a real quick break right here. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health Podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. You can learn more about the information and resources available from HTA by visiting the organization's website, healthytruck.org. That's healthytruck.org. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to The Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The road trip down the highway to health on The Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. You'll hear interviews featuring interesting guests who can help you to stay healthy as you move down the road. So be sure to tune in every Tuesday morning to the Dave Nemo Show, which is heard on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The Dave Nemo Show is also available through the Sirius XM app. Now, folks, let's get you back to this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Dave, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, too, names and faces. We meet so many people in the trucking world. You're here today and you're gone tomorrow, and you're always meeting new people when you go to terminals, when you go to truck stops. Even when you come yeah. back to your own company, you're gone all the time. There are people there that, oh, what was her name again? What's his name? Are there some tips that you can throw at us to remember names and faces? Yeah, absolutely. There's a more advanced technique that you'll learn in the course that you can really knock people's socks off. I mean, really walk into a room and remember everybody. Chuck Norris actually learned this technique and was very famous for doing it at karate conferences and things like that. Of all things, Chuck Norris, right? But a very basic way to think of it is if you see somebody, you can't remember their name because their name is not visual. So your name, Dave, there is no thing that is a Dave. I can't hand you a Dave. I can't go on Amazon and buy a blue Dave or a red Dave, right? But if your name was Chair or Hammer, that would be so easy to remember, right? Because it instantly it pops into your head, this physical object. So the brain really likes that because the brain wants to visualize this information. And even for people who are not super visual learners, when I say visualize, I mean actually all of your senses. Everybody can think of a hammer and you know what I'm talking about. But if you say a Dave, everybody has a different feeling. So one of the little tricks, one of the little brain hacks is to take someone's name and find something that sounds similar that you can visualize. So Dave becomes a wave. I imagine you on a surfboard or something like that or stuck in a cave or at a rave. And you'd be surprised how easy this is to do. Bob becomes bobby pin, Mike becomes microphone, and then you have an object and what you do is you basically turn it into a costume. When you see the person, you turn it into a costume or you can kind of link it up in your head and remember these objects to help you remember the person. When you recall them, you're going to have common sense. You're not going to call the person microphone. You're going to know that this is a little trick and a code and the person's real name will pop into your head. But it's like a little crutch, a little trick to get you over that hump to remind you that it's not every other possible name, Steve, Bill, everything else. How quickly does something like that take hold? Oh, it's instant. 
It's instant. It's instantaneous, okay. but you'll get better at it as you practice. The first few times you do it, it will feel weird. It's, it's a different way of thinking. Most people have no idea how to do it. So it's very, very different. But once you get used to it, it's instantaneous. You'll instantly feel the link. You don't have to hold this information in your mind for a long time at all. Understood. That's fascinating. So you just keep doing it. In other words, what I'm trying to get away from was asking you, well, how much work does this take? But it doesn't <laughs> sound like it really takes a lot of work. It just takes practice and just doing it. With practice, it'll come much more naturally. Absolutely. But I will say this, though. Human beings are inherently lazy. We all are, right? We want to do the least amount. So it's not a lot of work. It's actually very simple, and it's a fun little mental game to play. But life does happen, and you get busy. And once you learn these techniques and you try practicing them, you'll find that more often than not, you're kicking yourself because you just walked out of a room, and you're like, oh, I could have used the technique there. That's very common. Don't feel bad. Just try to use it next time. Earlier this morning, I was talking about you and about the 59 decks of cards and everything. Do you do stuff like that kind of all the time? Is that your hack, so to speak, doing stuff like that? <laughs> well, that was my hack to start my business. That gave me fame and got me on shows like the wonderful Nemo show here. I definitely use memory techniques every day, for sure, whether it's just to-do list or grocery list or practicing a technique or just learning a few words in a foreign language. It's very powerful. In fact, think of your brain as something that does need exercise. Don't let your smartphone do all the thinking for you. I was on my smartphone the other day, and you know how you send a code to yourself? Security has just gotten out of hand, right? Every yeah. single time you log into something, you have to send a code to your phone. Well, then the Samsung was asking, hey, do you want me to remember this code? And I was like, no, I want to remember this code because I need to exercise my memory, Samsung. Our brains are slowly being taken over by these smartphones that are doing all the work for us. So, yes, memory work is real work. You have to plan to do it and decide to do it. It's like picking up a book and reading. But the benefits are absolutely enormous for doing very, very, very little work. You bring up something that I didn't think we would branch into, but I think there's a real danger there in terms of the lack of necessity in terms of knowing your phone number, like your own wife's phone number. You remember her name so you can look her up in your book, but you lose your phone. You yeah. kind of lose everything now. Do you feel as if humans are in some real danger here uh, going forward generationally that we are well, going to lose our ability to really kind of think for ourselves. Everybody gets a little out of shape physically. Well, this is getting out of shape mentally. It actually tracks with what we've seen with levels of dementia and Alzheimer's. We know now that brain training does play a role in that, that if you're mentally active, you hold off the effects of age for a long time and cut your risk in half. Alzheimer's, for example, if you do regular brain training, according to the American Medical Association study, if people want to cite my sources, I know all the sources. But the effect you're talking about actually is sometimes called the Google effect. Oddly enough, you can Google it. Basically, <laughs> the idea is that the younger generation especially, but the older generation now too, as we're getting more into the modern world, we're getting better at searching for information, but worse at retaining it. Our memory is just not holding as much. So the way we actually judge memory as a species is units of information. So the average person, say, in the 70s could hold on to seven units of information at any given time. I tell you seven-digit number. That's mm -hmm. why phone numbers are seven digits long, as a lot of us know. Uh, we thought seven was the average in the 70s, 80s, that sort of thing. And then as we get into the 90s and the 2000s, that number has declined, and it went to six and went to five on average, and in some cases four on average, after seeing or hearing it only once. 
So I'm looking at the six-digit security code, and my phone wants to remember it for me because it doesn't think I can. Like, that's the world that we're in. But it's so simple to change this. I don't want to give somebody an extra thing to do. Oh, now you have to do your mental push-ups. But I can tell you that if you do brain training, if you exercise your brain, you're going to be less likely to be depressed. You're going to be more focused. You're going to be happy. Oftentimes, you're more successful. And it's because your brain needs exercise just as much as your body. It needs that. And all the truckers out there, you guys are in the perfect position to do this. You can get the course on on Amazon or go through some of these brain hacks and you can practice them all day and all night. Maybe you'll get good enough to challenge my Guinness record. (laughs) Fantastic. Dave, we are challenging the clock at the moment. I can't thank you enough for being with us. Fascinating discussion. Continued success to you. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And we would also like to invite you to visit HealthyTruck.org, the website for Healthy Trucking of America. HealthyTruck.org is filled with information and resources that can help make your travels down our nation's roads and highways a healthier one. Be sure to check back with us each Friday for the latest episodes of the Highway to Health podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, also has another podcast from Healthy Trucking of America. Be sure to check out the Healthy Trucking Podcast. Now, folks, you can find all the podcasts being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. You can listen to us by downloading the Pod Wheels app, which is available in the Apple Store or on Google Play. You can also listen to all the episodes being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through our website, podwheels.net. Now, folks, we've got one last item to pass along to everybody. You can now catch up with the Highway to Health podcast on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcast. Just go wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. And when you find our podcast, we would ask that you take a moment and subscribe to The Highway to Health. You'll be notified whenever we release a new episode. The Highway to Health podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America, is a production of Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo.